0: Welcome to Bacon Wrapped Business with Brad Costanzo. Sizzling hot business advice guaranteed to make you fat. Profits. Now, here's your host, Brad Costanzo. All right, welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about one of the most time consuming but effective pains in the butt parts of marketing that a lot of people, a lot of companies really need to be doing but end up not doing it because. It's just such a pain to manage the workflow. And I'm talking about creating viral, engaging, snackable social media content that can be used throughout your marketing, whether you're building a personal brand or trying to showcase your business. If you're a podcaster, if you've got a YouTube show, I think we all understand the necessity to create content out there constantly that people pay attention to and get engaged with. I know for a fact whenever whenever I share an entire hour-long episode of this show on my any of my social media files, people just oftentimes ignore it and or they might click on it or see it, but then they see it's, hey, this is an hour long, or even 30 minutes long, or hell even five minutes long is probably too much. However, whenever I take little audiograms or little clips of videos or quote cards from the show and I share those out, those get attention they create desire for people to kind of come back and ask for more. This idea of repurposing content and create, taking one piece and exploding it out there has been made really popular by some social media celebrities like Gary Vaynerchuk, everybody knows uh, or should know who that is. Uh, the problem is he's got this entire team, this ginormous company who's following him around, creating video, repurposing this stuff, and it's overwhelming for most people to do, including myself. That doesn't mean it's not necessary. It also doesn't mean there's not a solution. Today, I'm going to show you how to do this without building an entire team. Her name is Shayna Weisinger. She is the founder of repurposehouse.com, and Repurpose House is the company that you take your content to, to repurpose it and create all types of assets that allow you to get a lot more exposure and a lot less time with literally zero headache. Shana, welcome to the show.
1: Well, thank you for having me, and you nailed Weisinger. Well done. Usually, is nice. the one that gets butchered, though, so you did good on both fronts. <laughs> I
0: wasn't sure how that was going to go, but I was, I was hoping so, but... Yeah, this is one of those, as my listeners know, that I only bring people on the show that I have authentic curiosity about who you are, how you're doing, what you're doing, and how we can leverage that, whether it's just myself or for my clients or for my business partners, et cetera. And this is one of those I've tried to figure it out for a long time. And I want to kind of go into this about you know, your story and you know why you created this. What were you doing before you created this? solution for the marketplace, found this gap, nailed the offer quite like you've done. And I want to hear more about your story.
1: Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you. Um, so just like high-level overview, Repurpose House basically takes any type of long-form content. So it can be text, video, audio, and we'll chop it up into a bunch of little tiny snippets that are formatted for all of the different platforms. So we'll do like video memes, audiograms, um, we'll do um, text motion videos out of blog posts, image quotes. I mean, you name it, we chop it up and make it all optimized for social. And I'll be honest, it took a hot minute to get here. So, And like many interesting business ideas. It kind of came out of um, a random series of events. So I actually have a background in video production. I used to do uh, video production for strategic marketing campaigns. So initially, I would be talking to businesses and they'd be like, I need this epic five minute video about us and it needs to be crazy heavily produced. And the first thing that I would tell people is just no, like, no, that's not what you need because nobody cares about who you are right now. How about we still create the why video? Like, who are you? What do you do? But also, what are you going to create that actually gives some sort of value and generates interest about yourself? and what, what can you give to people that will help them in their lives or their businesses, right? So I, I promoted doing a lot of like value-based content. And that kind of led into doing video podcasts for my clients. So I was offering these little video memes for uh, a part of that service. And um, I was trying to get a bunch of other podcasters on board with doing video and like some bigger prominent podcasters. And I explained to them what the offering was and they were all like, yeah, yeah, we don't care about the video part, but if you only created those little assets for us, we will throw our money at you. And I was like, That, that's what it is really. And so I started to do some research and found that there were a lot of ways to do it yourself. You know, headliners, great app. There's a bunch of different apps out there that work really well, but nobody really just offered it as a very specific niche solution. Is it niche or is it niche? I never really know which
0: one to use. What niche? I say niche.
1: Okay, we'll go with niche. So there was nobody really who just had it down to that niche of just repurposing for social media and taking the headache out of having to do it for yourself. There were other like agencies who will take a piece of content and repurpose it for blogs and podcasts and then video for YouTube and do all of this stuff. But that's more of like a bigger type, all-encompassing agency solution. And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to do something very, very tailored to social and social. Initially, actually, it started off as a company called Podcast Memes because we were just doing podcasts, video and audio. But um, I realized very quickly in the first couple of months that podcasters were not exactly the demographic. Um, Some of them were like, this is amazing. They totally got the value. But the majority of them were like, I can't afford $150 to have all of this crazy content created. And we were like beating our heads against the wall until I realized like, I was like, what is the common denominator between all of our existing clients who are great clients? And it wasn't that they were podcasters. It was that they were marketers who were using podcasting as one arm of their content marketing strategy. And so, yeah. Right. And I was like, they get it. They get the value. Um, And they were just great clients. You know what I mean? So I was like, all right, well, let's just rebrand, let's recreate. And then I decided that we were going to go back to talking to marketers, which is what I was used to anyway, with video production. So there we, we rebranded to Repurpose House, kind of reformatted the offer. And um, yeah, it's been crazy ever since.
0: So let's go into, because I've seen everything you've done, I've looked at it. And for a lot of folks who are listening on, you know, just the audio of this, they may not have a, a really good idea of what it is. Although folks, if you click through to the to the show notes on the page, I'll have a bunch of different examples of what Shana's company has done with uh, links and examples. So you can always click over and look at that. But let's talk about some of the assets you create and let's do it in the context of the workflow. So I've got a podcast and as of right now, we're looking at each other. We're recording this on Zoom. i recording the video i can see your smiling face there but i don't always use the videos in my marketing simply because i'm lazy and (laughs) i just don't have anybody to take those and find the clips and throw it out there
1: you and everybody else (laughs) right
0: (laughs) yeah but so i but i've got it so let's talk about two things at once which is let's go through the work like the typical workflow for a podcaster um but I want people who aren't podcasters to understand that this is not just a podcast service. If you are, if you're creating content, like if you're creating just audio content and you want to, you want to spice up that audio content with uh, extra graphics and what they call audiograms, which you'll see on the show notes page. An example, Uh, I actually do a lot of them. If you follow me on social media, if you are a speaker I would think if you're like a public speaker, a keynote speaker, and you're recording a lot of these videos, you could take one video and break that up into, you know, 20 different little clips and asset, like hundred different assets sure. just from one speech, right? So I want people to keep that in mind that no matter how you're creating content, you have the ability to take that and explode that out into a lot of different assets. But as I've got the most selfish podcast on iTunes, let's talk about me.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Number one. And here so we let's are. Let's
0: take us through the assets created in the workflow of how this might work.
1: Yeah, you got it. And to also uh, before I dive into that to piggyback on what you were already saying like that I think that people are surprised at the type of content that they are are actually sitting on that they didn't even think about as something that they could repurpose. Like books, if you have a book, you can repurpose that into text motion. If you've got webinars that you want to chop up and have little tiny bits and pieces to promote the webinar, those are great. Like they, literally any Thing that you've created that is content, I can guarantee you has some piece of gold in it that you can then repurpose for all the social channels. So as I'm talking about this most spectacular podcast that we could be talking about, think about all those other things that you've already created and apply them there. So um, essentially what happens is you would finish recording your podcast, it would go into podcast land, um, get all edited, get all pretty. And then you would go into our ticketing platform. Initially, we would have already created template sets for you, right? So you would have multiple template sets that would either be just for your podcast, or you would have like a podcast template set. um, And then possibly like a personal brand template set, you know, you could have as many template sets as you want. And we would just know which one it is that we're going to use for this piece of content. So you would say, okay, here's the piece of content. Here's what we're titling this ticket. And I want between the the three minute and 12 second mark and the four minute and two second mark. That's my piece of gold that I really want pulled out of this to be repurposed for social media. Um, You would basically say, here's the headline for it. Go. And depending on what plan you're on, the most popular one is our influencer. If you submit that ticket by 5 p.m., by 8 a.m. the next business day, you would have a square audiogram that has the headline on it, the moving waveforms branded to your podcast. If you have a guest, the guest image is on there as well as you, depending on what the template looks like. It's got the captions burned on it. You'll have a vertical one that's formatted for IGTV and stories that also has the captions burned on it. That also, one of the, the fun things people run into is when they try to preview to feed on Instagram, it crops everybody, everybody and everything out of the video. So we make sure everything crops properly. It's beautiful. Um, and then you'll get a landscape version. So you can post that little bite sized snippet on YouTube as well. Um, and make sure that that little piece of content is heavily searchable, because you're probably talking about something very specific. Then you'll get image quotes. So you would have let them know, here's the 25 words that was the most baller thing that my guest could have said, or you, I mean, hey, depending on <laughs> who you want to highlight, right? Um, up to 25 words, you'll get that in square landscape for Twitter, vertical for stories, and then you'll get a thumbnail for YouTube and a Facebook thumbnail, which people don't understand the need for that. If you run any kind of ad budget on Facebook, and you boost posts. If you actually run ads on it, you'll know that once you put a big headline on it, Facebook doesn't like all that text. So they're going to say, no, nope, that's not going to run, won't do it. But the little known secret um, is that if you put a thumbnail on it that has under 20% text, it cruises through like a dream. So we supply those as well in case you do want to boost the post to an audience. Um, yeah, and it basically is eight assets by 8 a.m. the next morning in your
0: inbox. That's fantastic. Thank you. I love yeah. it. So, <laughs> and it's one of the, like, I, and I love how quickly the turnaround is. I mean, That's not even something that's even more than I would need because I do one, one a week. So it's, that's even like over delivery, but, but it's great because sometimes you just want to get this stuff out and you want to have stuff, you know, that's fresh to post. I also like the fact, however, why it's actually not overdoing it because that's, if I was just posting one thing, you know, about your show, for instance, then that would be, Right, I just need, I just need one. However, we're going to be talking here for 30 minutes, 60 minutes, however long. And right. chances are, you're going to say more than one smart thing on the well, show. Let's hope so,
1: right? <laughs> right?
0: So far, so good. Okay. But if this would allow me to say, okay, here are, uh, let's say I pulled out five clip from you. So right, if I'm doing one a week, and if I, if that's all I'm doing, one episode a week, but I have the ability to do what? ask for five a week, yeah, every business day, then that means I can create all these assets that, that can then go into to my social media manager and they can load up the social media software that you're using, whether you're using social media or buffer or anything like that, mm-hmm. and they can start to populate it so that you almost, or you really do never run out of social media posts to make because you have the ability to make so many from your various things. Right. Yeah, uh, so I love absolutely.
1: that. And well, and one thing that people really, especially podcasters don't leverage as much as I, I just know that they should are past episodes. Like if you had an amazing guest, like everybody's always chasing that new episode, but if you had like, let's say you had Gary Vee on your, on one of your episodes, right? Why are you not all the time taking clips, clips out of that episode and repurposing them and throwing them on social media? And I hear it's, it's crazy how often I hear people say, oh, well, everybody already saw that episode or listened to that episode. I'm like, hold on, everybody did? Because I mean, let's maybe your existing audience that's been there for the last six months since that episode um, aired has listened to it, but you can always be generating new people who are interested in those those guests. And then that brings new listeners to the show. Like to think that your content that you've already created is dead in the water is ridiculous. You spent time and energy and possibly money creating all of it. So consistently repurposing it and like if it did well for you in the past in generating new leads or opt-ins or site visits, then it will still do well for you if it's evergreen content.
0: Yeah, that's so important. And once more, it's intimidating. Um, I know I've got multiple clients that I've talked to and they know the need to put out content, but they hate doing it. They hate it because I mean, they're busy. And if you're an entrepreneur, if you're running a business and your business, especially if your business is not a personal brand and you're doing personal branding things just to support your business, um, you want to be able to do a little bit of content and then have a team take that and blow it up and do as much as you possibly can with it and not have to just constantly just create more stuff. Right. Your offer is amazing. And it's very, I think personally, I think it sells itself. You've got great assets, you take time, you you create quality work, you take, you give people back their time while giving them a great asset. The nice part is I don't think it takes overselling what you've got. People either want to create content or they've created content and they want to distribute it or they don't. I want to talk a little bit about now the, your personal side on building this business. So for instance, how long ago, when did you when did you start Repurpose House?
1: So the rebrand to Repurpose House was in November of 2018. So we're about 10 months old, well, 11 months old now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay, so perfect. And then what have been some of the challenges that you've faced in starting it up because I know that, you know, this is you're dealing with a team and outsourcers or employees or combination of both and then technology and then workflows and processes. Did it did it take a little while to to kind of get that, like, to, was it starting small and then starting to grow up? Because I could see how this is going to be very systems and SOP oriented as you get new people in. You want somebody to come in and keep it standardized.
1: Yeah, 100%. So actually, um, I built it to scale initially. I actually had the great fortune of knowing Russ Perry of Design Pickle. I went to the Philippines with them doing video production to help him create videos for recruiting. So I got a chance to interview his staff, you know, talk about what their experiences have been. And then he sat me down. He was like, listen, video production is not scalable. You have the capabilities of creating something that is. So think about what that is and start really dialing that in because, you know, there's only so much of this that you can do. And I was already in that place where I was drowning. So when I did start this business, I was able to pick his brain about some of the things that he had done to scale Design Pickle. I mean, they ended up hitting like the 10 million market year three. So scaling was a big part of his game plan. And he already went through the pains to figure out how to make that happen. And granted, our businesses have similarities, but there's also a lot of differences. We're dealing with different types of media. Um, But I I definitely got to pick his brain on how he had created some systems and processes for hiring, for training, things like that. Um, But from the very, very ground level, like I had to go in and find other tools that really worked well to expedite these processes. Like we initially we're not playing from scratch in creating these in like, you know, Adobe or anything like that. We were using headliner initially, and now it's like a paid service. So we've brought that internally. We've created new systems for that. But like, I've implemented really aggressive training programs. When we hire people, they're always full time. We don't have contractors. So everybody works eight to five their own time. They have weekends off. They, like, if they're starting to work overtime, like, we're figuring out ways to minimize that because one of our principles is all well being and like taking care of yourself. Um, In my personal journey, I've learned that that's very important the hard way. So Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that that's a part of my business that I get to kind of foster. Um, so yeah, everybody's full time, but what we do when we hire, um, is we put people who we think are good culture fits through our three-day training and we pay them for the three-day training. And then we say, listen, we reserve the right to say you're a great fit or you're not a great fit. But then the nice thing is if they are a great fit, they're on the bench and they're ready to start the second that we need them full time. So we always have a bench full of people who are trained and ready to rock and roll that we know are going to be awesome. And they already know what they're doing. They're already plugged into our systems. They have accounts for everything they need accounts for. And we just basically say, here's your start date. Let's go. When we have the clients to support it. That's worked out really, really well for us with scaling.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. Um, How have you been doing your marketing to get new clients, et cetera?
1: So, (laughs) um, traffic and conversion was crazy for us. That was kind of our unveiling to the marketing world.
0: Did you speak or did you just have a booth? I
1: had a booth. So again, we had rebranded like mid November, we were just starting to put the word out and just do some cold outreach. And I was like, here's the deal. I'm just going to spend the money on the booth because we will know for sure if like, this is something that's going to work or if it's something that's not going to work, this audience will let us know. And so we got there and it was like, it was bonkers. So It's been a lot of um, referrals, people who either really love the service and are clients or they're using us as a, we have a great affiliate program as well. Um, Mm A lot of word of mouth, a lot of podcasts. We haven't invested a lot of money in marketing and it's been scaling, like we're, we're keeping up with the scale, which is awesome, but it's been a lot of just like word of mouth type stuff. This like awesome conversations like this that we get to have. Um, but we just started doing a really amazing cold outreach via email. That's been crazy effective, which is crazy to me because everybody hates email marketing, especially cold email marketing, but we get emails back consistently that are like, we don't really need the service. Not, I mean, the people who need the service need the service, but the people who don't always respond and they're like, this is an amazing outreach. We actually got an email today, somebody asking us if we could train their team on how to do it. So we're actually going to sell the SOPs and the training on how we're doing this cold outreach because we've doubled so, in the last three months because of it.
0: So I was actually going to suggest that. I was going to s- give you some unsolicited free <laughs> advice. I was going to say, you know, because it's, it's a very proven model to teach the teach the method for free yeah. and then like, give, and then, but then sell done for you because um, you can, show, if somebody wants to play around with it as like, I've used the, those apps and some of the other apps you've talked about in the past. And I think they're great. And, um, and I can do some of this myself, but it's definitely not something A, I need to be doing personally. And then B, just hiring somebody else, training them to do it. And, you know, with the productized service that you guys have created, it's, it's kind of a no brainer to either a show people how to do it for free or even sell the course. In fact, I, you know, putting my marketers hat on my, I would probably show them how to do one or two things for free. Like how to, how to use headliner to create this. But Mm -hmm. then what I would probably do is sell the, a a training course on the SOPs, like here's how to do your team. And then if you don't want to do all that other stuff, just let us do it yeah
1: we are actually in the process of that so i actually i've i did a lot of not a lot but a good amount of speaking this year and most of the speaking has been showing people how to use headliner because inevitably out of that group there's a good chunk of them who are like i don't I don't have time nor want to spend time doing that so we can just hire you to do it. It always pays itself back in dividends. But right now we're working on an SOP that we're going to sell. And essentially it's not just like how to repurpose your content, but it's also like creating a content strategy and building that and learning how to hire the right people as VAs to do it. But inevitably what comes out of that is like this piece of it, what we do is, super time suck and training people how to do it and how to manage it is crazy. You can get great value out of all this other stuff that you've paid for in the SOPs, but we will train you how to do it or just hire us. Like it doesn't make any sense not to, but it's great because it's helping get the people who are maybe aren't in the place of where they need us yet, get to that place. So I'm kind of fostering that audience and eventually bringing them into like the Repurpose House uh, family as a client.
0: Now, are there any other are there any other services, products, um, tweaks to this that are kind of on your someday wish list? Like maybe we'll add this or that. Like are there any thing kind of in the ideation development phase or no?
1: Yeah, so I actually, we went through this process about six months ago where we were like, what else can we offer? And it very rapidly turned into no, just hang on. Let's stay in our lane because I have the marketing background. Like I know how to, you know, the type of copy to post on social media. Like we were talking, a lot of people ask us like, well, great, but do you post the content? And we played with figuring that out. And ultimately what it came down to was you have to have an agency like type mentality. Now you have to like provide analytics and you, it's just a mess. Like we're going to be the content delivery platform and that's going to be it. But one thing that we're consistently having to stay up to date with are things like when Gary V says you have to have an audio pop up in the first second of your video, now we have to figure out a way to implement that quickly and, you know, add it into our SOPs and add it into our trainings because we can't not be doing all the things that are cutting edge. Like what we What make is sure an audio
0: pop up? It what is an audio pop-up in a video? What do you mean by that?
1: So it's essentially, do you know what a logo sting is? For those who don't know what a logo sting is, it's basically like the logo pops up, it does something cute. It's got an audio ding to it, whatever, but it's very short, very sweet to the point. And so what um, he's doing, it's funny because one of our clients is War Room and that's the ones that we started implementing it for. And they were like, okay, we need to have the logo pop up really fast, but it needs to be after one second of like, or some like short clip that, or what, like something short that they say in the whole length of the video. Um, so it's like, oh, you'll never believe this one thing. Then bing, logo pop up. Then it goes into the very beginning of the video and all the way through. So now we're having to implement that piece. Um, like we had to implement the status bar at, that wasn't there initially. So now like as you're watching, you'll see the bar crawl across the screen and that's a whole deal. Um, and then the last thing, one thing that we are working on are really customized waveforms for the audiograms and making those a little cooler than just the average but um, yep. it's ever-changing. That's the thing. Like social media itself is ever-changing. Like when we had to redo all of the IGTV formatting, uh, we had to go through all of our clients' templates and make adjustments so that they fit properly when they crop down. So um, really for me, it's just keeping up with being cutting edge on the trends and just being ahead of it um, more so than being able to do it yourself on those platforms.
0: Speaking of like social media posting management, have you aligned yourself with any social media agencies or people to where, like, I'm not going to build it, but we'll create a strategic partnership of people who are kind of trained and uh, vetted in essence to where if somebody comes to you and like, oh, this is great, but I need to hire a social media manager. Uh, if you haven't done that, that's one of the things I would definitely jump oh, on for is sure. to say, who can we align with?
1: Yeah, we've got a handful of freelancers and then we have agencies. So depending nice. on how big or how small the needs are, like some people just need you to post like a couple times a week on each platform that's fine. Other people are like, listen, I need a fully, a full fledged like marketing strategy that far exceeds, you know, just the social media pieces. So I've got, we've got partners on, you know, all the different fronts. It really just is a conversation we have
0: to have to know who we really need to connect them with makes sense. Now what what's kind of a nut you're trying to crack right now? Like is there something that is kind of like a stubborn problem, a challenge, something that you are seeking a solution to. Maybe it's a person you're trying to meet, money you're trying to raise, a skill you're trying to learn.
1: Yeah. You know, for me, I really want to be talking and educating, talking to and educating people, like speaking. I love getting in front of crowds of people and actually seeing the light bulbs go off while they're sitting in front of me, you know? So if anybody got got value, learned anything out of this, and they think that other people they know would get value out of it, like I would love to speak train, however, whatever works. Cause like I told you, like I have no problem giving away the farm because ultimately it's going to be a great fit for you to do it yourself or to teach somebody to do it, or it's going to be a great fit for you to come and become a part of our family. So either way, like I've I love educating. It's one of the core values that I made sure is in my co- my company is basically all the things that I get excited about. And I was like, well, if I'm going to build it, it's going to basically be all the right. stuff that I'm pumped about.
0: Exactly. Now, do you have do you have your own show at all? Whether it's YouTube or podcast or anything at the moment?
1: Yeah. So actually, we wrapped season one because I think we're going to re recreate the next season. It's called the Content Coalition, though, and the guests that. I had a chance to talk to where I like my mind was blown on many of them. So I got a chance to talk to really incredible people who do amazing things with all types of content because I knew I was talking to content creators. So we talk everything from like SEO, um, podcasting, video production. I mean, anything you can imagine content wise, I got a chance to talk to some really incredible people and pick their brains about, you know, some of their best tips, tricks. And um, one thing that I made sure to do at the end of every episode was ask for one implementable thing that the person listening or watching can do in the next 48 hours without a team of like 50 people. So there's always some takeaway that you can say, okay, I can actually now go and take action. And it's not like a ridiculous buy or, you know, need for manpower. And it's, it's been really fun. So It was a great season. So
0: along that line, what is one (laughs) implementable thing that somebody can go out and do right now without, without having to hire your company, without having to spend a whole bunch of money or learn something totally crazy? Have you got any? Touche,
1: my friend. Uh, Yeah. Uh, So I would say start making a list of all of the content that you have forgotten that you've created and decide what pieces of those are evergreen. And if there's little tiny pieces that you can take out of them, we've learned that especially with blog posts, you can take up to a hundred words of those use a, a, you know, a platform like wave.video. I'm not telling you to do this right now, but you can, if you're in the blog up to a hundred words generally equals about 90 seconds of video, if you create some cool text motion. So think about how many social media videos you can make with a couple of blog posts. So I would just say, start taking inventory on what you have and then really see just how much you can use that already exists to explode your social media presence.
0: That's fantastic. I love it. You know, it's, it's funny. I've, that's one of the things I've started to do is create a uh, spreadsheet database of my existing content out there. And I, I did started to put this together about a year ago and I start to add to it. I have to remind myself whenever I create content to add to it. Yeah and my podcast is actually not one of them because i know where those exist but i've created i've you know i've guest posted done big articles whether it's on you know, digitalmarketer.com or entrepreneur or uh, medium or something of my own, uh, whether there's certain YouTube videos are better than others. And, you know, some of this stuff just gets lost and you realize, wow, that was really good. I'm just not repurposing it. I'm not doing anything with it. So I've started to filter them and categorize them and say, okay, which of these could potentially be reused and how, because I think that if people realized how much they could really repurpose, it takes a lot of weight off of having to create new things. Right. And that's super super powerful. Um along those lines with what you were talking about a second ago as well how um look I'll teach you I'm an open book I'll teach you everything you need to know obviously your your offers will do it for you if you don't want to go through all the grunt work.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. And actually to your point about them actually doing the whole deal and you kind of going through your content one thing that we didn't mention before is that a part of the existing headache when you do sign up for a purpose house at times is that you have to go through your existing content and find the pieces. But we do just disclaimer, everybody, we actually have an add on that we can have our content curators go through your stuff for you. So like, that's another thing. Like if you want to fully just take it and go, like we can do that as well. I know that that's some people are like, Oh man, now I got to go through all my stuff. Well, not, not necessarily.
0: (laughs) No, that's beautiful. And actually that to, you know, I would say that you could, add, I've seen the price you charge for that and it's very reasonable. <laughs> In fact, I would say that that could be one of those really big up, you know, ticket upsells because yeah. it. that's probably the one of the more painful things. It's. It, I hate to watch and listen to myself go through all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm sure if I did a, you know, I'm sure I've got a lot of videos and audios and stuff that I said a lot of smart things that I would love out there, but I'm not going to sit through and comb through them and try to find them. Even on this program, Descript, that I was showing you offline, yeah. hey, I can have an hour long transcript, but I don't want to sit there and pull out the, the smart things I said in order to put it out there. Right. Having somebody who has got an, a discerning eye for that it takes a skill set. And I think that's so important because that's when you can get the super quality Yeah,
1: for sure. And I mean, that's really where like, that was the one add on for us that was important because we had to make sure that it was an agency type person, like an actual marketing guru. Right. So like it's, it becomes more of an agency type of conversation that we have to have. Like, who is your audience? What is your messaging? Like, what is your like tone feel like? So we have to know all those things in advance to know what types of clips will really resonate. Um, but then yeah, from there on, it's like, and it, it's a, a fine tuning type situation the first couple of weeks, but ultimately it's like it that alleviating that pain point was super important a couple of months ago when we started to implement that one. And it's people have been super thrilled because it was one of the only things stopping people <laughs> from signing up who were yeah. ready to do it, you know?
0: Well, Shayna, I can't thank you enough for sharing this even more in depth. I know we talked offline the other day, just like as a legitimate interested you know, prospect, both myself and several clients who uh, I think could really, really utilize uh, your services. And I know that I I sure as heck don't want to build it all myself, even though I know how, (laughs) but uh, I want to thank you for sharing this with everybody today. And uh, you know, to my, to my listeners think back on this, like this is, this is one of those things. If you're trying to get attention in this world, this is super important. Um, Gary Vee is probably the leading authority on this. And I don't care what your opinion is on Gary's um, advice, his style, etc. Some people love him. Some people can't stand him. Uh, I love Gary and I love the things he says. Uh, it's overwhelming to do everything Gary says. And that's one of the hard parts, yeah. but it doesn't have to be. And that's one of the things that uh, Shane here has really given folks a leg up is that you, you can, do a lot of the necessary things to get the attention, whether you are a podcaster, you're a YouTuber, you just put things out on, um, on social media my wife a great example while we were talking uh, my wife texted me a video she did at work and she's a mortgage loan officer and she's like hey I'm, I'm gonna post this out does it look good and I, I was able to see the screenshot I wasn't able to watch what she did but she does these every once in a while and it's just it's her she's professional and she talks about hey this is what's up but it's just a video and nothing else and people even like her who can take this stuff and put it out get you know, punch it up, make it watchable, make it engaging uh, is really critical. So, you know, like Shana said, doesn't matter what kind of assets you have, you might be really surprised. By the way, is there anything like if somebody wants to potentially hire you uh, or your company, but they're not a hundred percent sure, do you have an avenue to where they can do a consultation with somebody to kind of get some questions answered?
1: Yeah, of course. So we actually talk to the majority of our clients before they sign up because you know everybody has their own use case. They want to figure out how it works in their systems and processes. So if you go to, I'm sure there's a link somewhere down on this show notes page, but if you go to the website, there's always a um, schedule a chat, and you can go ahead in there and you'll talk to. somebody on the team who can go ahead and walk you through the whole process. We've are, we've created videos as well just to show you exactly how everything works. Um, and there's also a 14-day guarantee. So if you get into it and you're like, hey, listen, this is just not my jam. It's not going to work out. Um, we'll refund you in, t- in two weeks. I mean, we really believe in what we do. And if we're not helping you, then, you know, no harm, no
0: foul. I love it. Well, Shana, thank you very much for joining me. For everybody else, once more, go to the show notes, click whatever you're watching or listening this on, click on the show notes, you'll come to the the page, you can see all of the various uh, examples. And if you go to baconwrapbusiness.com forward slash repurpose house, once more, there'll be a link in the show notes so you don't have to type that in. You just click click on it and you can check this out. Take advantage of this because if you're trying to get attention, this is a great way to do it. Shana, thanks again for joining me on the show.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been great.
0: Okay, this episode is almost done, but our time together doesn't have to end, at least not yet. Subscribe to the show so you don't miss the next episode and head on over to baconwrappedbusiness.com where you can find more bonus material and you can leave me a voice message with your question. If it's good, I'll read it on the air. And if you have a business problem you'd like my brain on, send me an email to askbrad at baconwrappedbusiness.com. Tell me more and I might be able to give you a second opinion on what's keeping you stuck. See you on the next episode.